Okay, you know what? I'm cranky. I'm cranky. Call me Cranky Warren Hayes today because that's what you're going to get today on this edition of the New Japan Pro Wrestling G1 Climax 33 recap show. And we only have night six to blame. I'm not in a good mood. Hello, everyone. I'm still happy you're here. Don't get me wrong. I'm just prefacing. I'm just making sure that you, you fully understand what you're getting yourself into today. As we continue the coverage of the greatest tournament in professional wrestling on God's green flat earth. This is what we're doing here again today. Thank you for joining me on youtube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes or on your favorite podcast application. The likes, the subscriptions and all that. Please take a moment to do that. Please take a moment to do that. It helps out a great deal, especially today because I'm cranky. This is not a bit. Well, it kind of is, but not entirely. I may be, you know, gassing it up for effect. Okay. I I want to put this out here. I want to apologize for uh, for my night five recap. Uh, you know, I um, th that was dismal. That was I, I'm not. It was it was messy. I don't think it was very good. And I, and I want to apologize to you, my audience. And I think I have to do this. You know, out the gate. Because, you know, if you're coming in here and you're watching this on a daily basis and you're like, Warren, Jesus, 9.5, your 9.5 audio and video was, you know, it was kind of trash. And yes, it was. It was absolute trash. And I apologize for that. And now, so, so you know, I'm getting into, I'm getting into the mood and I'm sitting down to watch the, the today's G1 on, on, you know, July 23rd and I'm getting ready then I'm like, well, okay, so for the review, you know, I'm going to get myself into the right mindset. I got to make up for yesterday and it sucks because I got myself all prepared and psyched and ready to go to try and make up for a previous review to review a night that doesn't deserve my best. But I'm going to give my best for you, the A-plus audience listening to this D-list podcast. The results for the C block. Tama Tonga defeated Mikey Nichols. Eddie Kingston defeated Hanare. Shingo Takagi defeated Tomohiro Ishii. And David Finley defeated Evil. That was your main event. As for the D block, Zack Sabre Jr. defeated Alex Coughlin. Hiroki Goto defeated Shane Hayes. Tetsuya Naito defeated Toru Iyano. And Jeff Cobb. Defeated Hiroshi Tanahashi, the ace of the universe. Let's get into the match by match. Alex Coughlin versus Zack Sabre Jr. opened up. No, we're going to start with C Block. Let's do this properly, Warren. You said you were going to do this properly, Warren. <laughs> Tamatanga defeated Mikey Nichols was the first C Block match of the night. Uh, not very exciting and a little saw, a little lost. I found I didn't think there was anything really spectacular or exciting here. I think Tomatonga can be a more compelling babyface than this. I really liked Mikey Nichols, his G1 so far. I thought he was he worked hard, worked snug. This wasn't the case here. I don't know. I don't know. I'm very down 
as you can tell on uh on this show sub 10 minute match which is probably you know it's it's biggest strength bit of a nothing match where nothing stood out this might be a fairly short review just for warning next C block match was Eddie Kingston versus Hanare and I wrote this down here because we were this was the uh, one two three this was the fourth match on the card and I wrote down here in my notes said I hope let's hope this will wake us up it wasn't bad it wasn't a bad match in fact it was one of the better matches uh, of the evening but uh, I ended up being a little disappointed listen um, you know Hanare, you know, Hanare and, and, and Kingston went to, you know, went hard on each other. But again, like I've been seeing Hanare pulling out these extraordinary physical violent matches over the past two nights, over the past previous two nights of C Block, I should say. And um, it, 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 it didn't rise to that level here. The story here is that Hinari is working Eddie's elbow, so and that you know his right elbow, so Eddie's striking arm. Eddie fights back with some exploders and a lariat, headbutts, chops. It's keeping Eddie from stringing any offense together, anything meaningful anyway. Hinari uh, lands the rampage, and the one spot that I that really like sent a. a a, sh- a trickle down my spine, you know, just a little jolt of, uh, of of electricity was when Eddie decides that he's got uh, Hanare backed up in the ropes and he starts slapping him with his left hand. Just going whap, whap, whap. And I enjoyed that. If it, that's some, there's some, some of that Kingston resourcefulness, but um, now the match ends when Eddie lands two back fists and uh, he collapses on top of, on top of Hanare for, for the win. Like, again, like nothing wrong with the match per se. This is possibly, this is in fact, one of the better matches of the night. Um, But still, I was disappointed. I thought it was going to be much more of a brawl than this. I thought that we're going to get a lot more physical with each each other. But uh, I don't know. Look, the big Tokyo shows are coming up. We've got Cork and Hall for two nights. We've got Oda City. Uh, coming up next week. Uh, these are going to be big shows. So are the boys saving themselves for the for Corican for the Tokyo run? Maybe. But I ended my notes here saying I am excited for this show to start picking up. Black on white, and this is the four, third uh, fourth match on the show, and I'm like, let's go, boys. It's the G one. Next C-Block match was um, Shingo defeating uh, uh, Tomohiro Ishii. And I think this is the one everyone was excited for. Uh, This was very good. Big, big physical start between the two and it carries, uh, you know, it it carries on for a while. Both guys getting uh, offensive sequences and it's physical. It's physical. It's physical. Like it's exactly what you expect. It is on, you know, it is on par with the... uh, with the brutality, the physicality, as they like to say, 
that you usually see in uh, previous installments of, of Tomohiro, uh, Tomohiro Ishii versus Shingo Takagi. The exchange superplexes at, at some point. Um, and, uh, you know, then, you know, Shingo Takagi pummels Ishii down, but runs into a drop kick. This match is starting to cook. This is what I wrote right here. Now we're cooking. Made in Japan by Shingo Takagi. They wail on each other some more. Three minutes left in the match. Shingo whiffs a powerbomb, which is not something you see very often, but he sort of, I don't know, I guess they were sweaty. Sort of, you could you could see like Ishii sort of slip. It wasn't, um, wasn't great, but uh, you know, the, and both of these guys are spent. This is the story they're telling. Last of the Dragon lands, but Shingo is exhausted. He can't connect, can't follow up for the pin. I mean, you get two minutes left, pumping bomber, which, you know, essentially takes Ishii's head off. We get the win here. Takagi is up with his first two points of the tournament. Ishii still at nothing. This was a sorely needed match. Good, hard, very physical. Did it hit any highs? No. But it was absolutely the most dynamic and compelling match that we were going to get this entire show. Um, and this was, look, this wasn't even the best Shingo Ishii match. You know, this, you know, it's it, it, it pales in comparison to their 2021 G1 match. Um, you know, there's much better Shingo Tomohiro matches out there. This was not one of their best, but was it terrible? No. Was it a breath of fresh air on uh, on this card up until this point? Absolutely. Absolutely. This is my match of the night. And, you know, if I were giving it star ratings, I'd probably give it, uh, what, a 375? Three point, three and a quarter? And then the main event. An absolutely dismal, overbooked, nonsense affair. Where David Finley defeated evil. They all come out with corner people. The entire house of torture is here. And I'm like, and I scream at the television. No one is hearing me. No one hears me. There is no way anyone is paying attention to me shouting at my television, but it was, it was, it compelled me. I was compelled to shout out to my television. Can't I have a G1 without Yujiro Takahashi appearing on my television set? Finley comes out with Dave Kid, Gabe Kid, excuse me. It's Dave Finley, okay. And you know, Alex Coughlin wasn't there. What? And then I was thinking back. I was look, we haven't talked about the match, but I was thinking back. Well, is does is Coughlin? Is he like selling selling an injury of the match? Like the you know, is there something that he has to be selling that he doesn't come out? And I'm like, no, not really. I don't know why he wasn't there. I don't know. Yeah, they you know they didn't have. Anyone else from Bullet Club to come, especially, particularly from the War Dogs to come? Anyway, listen, so it's, it's, it's Gabe Kid and Gado. There's your, there's, there's your, your, your corner team. And I mean, the, you know, the start off, here's the, 
it starts off and it's tense. So, you know, if anyone was expecting, hoping, you know, chomping at the bit for some bullet club angles and some resolution and some understanding, this is what we're left off with here. The House of Torture and the War Dogs don't like each other. It was very tense in the ring. They were doing a, uh, they were doing, uh, uh, um, they, they, they were doing a, uh, a, 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 a bullet club side story. Both gangs are just waving weapons around and going, hey, come on, come on. And I'm like, next thing you know, they're going to start snapping their fingers. So Red Shoes Umino, the referee who cannot control these, the, all, all, the, all the testosterone and all the, the, you know, bullshit, basically, calls in three other refs to come and split these guys apart because it's that tense. They slug it out, you know, but already, you know, corner pads are off and, and, and they're shtick and it spills to the floor. And then Gabe Kidd, uh, you know, Gabe Kidd's, you know, and, and Gato tried to keep the house of torture away. And, and then, believe it or not, all three referees bump. They're all four, I should say. All the refs ref bump all four of them so then they all get into the ring and then we do the bullet club side story thing again but then they're instead of just snapping their fingers they're actually fighting with each other Gabe Kidd fights off show and Yujiro back to the dressing room Gabe Kidd can take both of those two schmucks Gato and Togo are still there. Togo takes out Gato. We do the Garot. Look, we see the, the, the ref bumps some more. I am so fucking bored watching this main event of a night of the G1 Climax. Bored. All the refs continue bumping because then we get the shtick in. We get we get the you know the swing to the fences thing that evil does with the with the chairs. Ask me how long this match has been. We are at the 15 minute mark. This is going 15 minutes until Dave Finley swings the shillelagh at fucking evil. Then lands into oblivion. Then Red Shoes gets thrown in to count the to, to count the pin. If at the very least, if at the very least, there was some kind of advancement, some kind of angle involving the Bullet Club people, just for us weirdo nerds, I would be a little less uh, 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 upset about what I saw. But this was just standard fare nonsense that I had no use for, particularly in a main event, particularly coming off night five, which was a gold standard night for G1 action this year. It's as if everyone in C block, the ass kicker block, said, hey, you know what? 
we got, you know, the A and B block guys the night before, they worked their asses off. Let's take it easy tonight. Jesus. It's this show ends on a note deserving of this night. Boring, frustrating, nothing. That was your main event. Your fucking main event. Well, let's wrap up uh, block C. Dave Finley leading the pack, six points. Evil, Kingston, Tamatanga, all have four. Mikey Nichols, Aaron Hanari, Shingo Takagi, all at two. Ishii, rounding up the, the bottom with the goose egg. Can't do it, folks. This, this, this was bad. This was bad. Oh, but Warren, surely Block D was better. Well, well. Alex Coughlin and Zack Sabre Jr. kicked this one off. And uh, Coughlin comes in, swinging the belt. He's running roughshod on Zack Sabre Jr. Even takes out number one sweet boy, Kosei Fujita. Fujita. I got to get that pronunciation down better. Fujita. I have to stop pretending that. That it's Fuji, Fujita. It's Fujita. What are we doing? They're keeping this brutal and physical. They're avoiding... And, and, and uh, Coughlin avoids uh, giving Zack Sabre Jr. opportunities to use his submissions. Right? He's using his strength. He's not letting Zack string things together. And Zack is struggling in this match. He lifts him. Uh, there's, you know... Um, there's, uh, you know, a pump handle, pump handle sack of shit by Alice Coughlin, which I loved. Big body slam, German suplex. Then he does a sack of shit into a bridge. But uh, Zack Sabre Jr. transitions into an arm bar for the win, just out of nowhere. Snaps his arm. There we go. Solid match. Nothing scintillating, but, you know, usually, typically speaking... The opener is not supposed to tear the house down. Like, this is one just to set the pace, give us some mood. And I was like, okay. Good opener. Fine match. And right now, you know, Alex Coughlin's tournament is, you know, with his, all, with these, his entire tournament so far is, has the, is the story of him being strong, being dominant, tossing dudes around, but can't close the deal. This is his, this is the story of his tournament so far. Gabe Kidd is having a completely different tournament from him. And quite frankly, I think it, uh, it really defines properly the relationship between the two within their tag team and probably how Gato perceives them, where, you know, Kidd has the fire, he has the grit, and Coughlin just... There's something that just doesn't pour through. There's still that. There's still something that is keeping Coglin from becoming by by that's keeping Coglin from being set on fire. And I've been repeating myself in regards to Coglin. Hopefully, this is the last time I you know I, I talk about it. I think I think I've made my point clear over his past over the course of these three matches that he's had. Um, but he's he's good. He's solid. Like, I'm not saying he's a bad wrestler. 
And, you know, seeing him on night four throw Jeff Cobb around was a highlight of that show. That was fantastic. But that's the thing is that he can't close the deal. Is he lacking killer instinct? Like, this is the story. This is what we're, this is the story of his match. Fine match, but lacked a little oomph. Then we had uh, Hiroki Goto defeating Shane Haste. And despite the fact that Shane Haste goes after him right at the bell, including a somersault uh, senton, despite the fact that uh, Goto is now selling rib injuries in regards to his match against Naito, uh, this ends with a flash roll-up, like under three minutes, if I'm not mistaken. What does cage match say? 229. Flash. Whomp, we're done. And here in the notes, I'm saying, well, at least the matches are short. <laughs> Oh, would I be disappointed? <laughs> oh, 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 Warren. <laughs> Third match into the G1 Night 6 war. And if you only knew what was coming. Because I really wrote here waiting to get excited. I love dropping these, these little thoughts as I'm watching the match. And then have some 2020 vision going back on it. So... So right, so we're two matches into D block. Nothing is shining. Nothing is is you know is getting you excited. And then we get Tetsuya Naito defeating Toriano, and this was all shtick. This was nothing but shtick. The match itself lasted um, seven minutes and forty four seconds, but we got a seven. It had to be like a seven minute entrance shtick thing where. Naito takes his time coming to the ring, which is what he usually does, but it, you know, it aggravates Yano. So Yano is, you know, jumping down, uh, uh, you know, onto the ramp and chasing him. And saying, come on, you know, the referee's trying to keep him apart. So the more Yano gets uh, unnerved and excited, the more, the, the more time Naito takes. So... And, and I'm getting irate. I'm like, Jesus, guys, let's just do this. We know, like, why are we doing this when we know what the result is? Just get this match over with. When we know exactly what's going to happen here, let's just get this over with. But then it takes Naito so much time to get to the ring that his theme song stops and then it starts up again, so he goes, oh, wait a minute. He runs all the way backstage. He jogs all the way back and then comes out again and does the whole thing over it. Thankfully, it's shorter this time. Like, they don't do the whole rigmarole again. At the very least, that made me snicker because it is the most Naito thing to do. I appreciated that. But then, look, again, I'm already cranky at this point. You know... I'm already cranky. I think the matches are, you know, are too short. They're subpar. We're doing this. And I, you know, look, ridiculously long match for what this was worth. Too much stick and not even fun stick by Yano standards in the match. Not even fun stick. But you know what? Here's the thing is like Tetsuya Naito likes this stuff too. He enjoys doing this stuff too. He's a goofball. He likes to have his, you know, his little comedy spots. So he 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 dove head first into this. He enjoyed this. He gets a roll up for the win. He's got his four points. Let's move on. 
But at this point, I am starving for, for entertainment. I am starving for some high-octane action. And then we get the last match of the D-Block, which is Jeff Cobb versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. Tana, early on, drop kicks Cobb on the knee. And uh, Cobb goes to the floor. He lifts Hiroshi Tanahashi into a suplex position. And you're like, oh, oh, is he going to drop him on the floor? No, he posts him from the suplex position. And then from another suplex position, slams him on the aprons. So you're like, okay. So you can tell these are protection spots. We're trying to do big spots, but we're tr also trying to protect the ace of the universe here. In the ring, we get a fucking bear hug by Cobb. He showboats a little too much, misses the standing moonsault, dragon screw, and Tanahashi uh, plays the hits. Running forearms, somersault senton. He runs the ropes, but he runs right into a drop kick by Jeff Cobb, who then lands the standing moonsault. Twist and shout, followed by a sling blade by Hiroshi Tanahashi. Goes for aces high, but Cobb catches him. Tanahashi hits the ropes. No, sorry. Jeff Cobb lands a German suplex and a sling blade as well. He's been trying to mock Tanahashi the entire way through his offense, whatnot. And he gets toward the islands for the win. Relatively short match, this one. About 10 minutes, if I'm not mistaken. 10 minutes, 30 seconds, says cage match. I think this is the match that we've seen uh, so far in this G1 where Hiroshi Tanahashi has been the most exposed as far as his athletic ability. Um, starting to get a, you know, we could see his movements here being a little stiffer. Cobb was good. Confident. I like confident Jeff Cobb. This is the Jeff Cobb that I like. He comes in, he goofs off. He's very cocksure of himself. I like that word, cocksure. Don't use it enough. This was fine, but overall, nothing special. This was fine. This was not a good night. Especially coming off night five. This was a letdown of a show. A true-to-form letdown. So, what's left, pals? <laughs> uh, recommendations? I got none. Here's my recommendation. No, that's not true. Here's my recommendation. I have one recommendation. Skip this night. There's nothing of value here. Nothing that will... Uh, 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 that it demands your attention if unless again like I said if you're a completionist go right ahead you want to see Eddie you know mix it up in his uh, in his tournament that's fine go right ahead it wasn't a bad match it's just like you know it's just like it, it didn't reach any highs it was fine I can understand that you want to see Ishii and Shingo slug it out look never a bad time but again nothing that you need to see there's nothing that you that I would consider you need to watch. No required viewing. This was a dismal, mediocre night of the G1 Climax. Skip 
However, we can, I think, here's the thing, we can start talking about uh, uh, soft eliminations, I believe. We've got three matches in for everyone. And, uh, and I feel confident in starting, uh, starting a discussion around, the, uh, around eliminations. You know, not outright eliminations, like mathematically, you know, still possibilities. But when you look at the, you, you step back a little bit, you look at the bigger picture, there's some people that you're like, well, you know, maybe we, we can officially, not officially, but we can start counting them out amongst ourselves at the very least. In the A block, I've got Hikaleo, you know, who is uh, currently, uh, let me see here, he's current, yeah, he currently has nothing left. And if, even if he wins his matches, even if he goes on a streak, okay, and wins all of his next matches, because he's got four left, everyone has four left, right? But he's got, uh, he's, he's got uh, Yoda Suji coming up. Next is Ren Narita, which I feel he could win. Like out of the, out of the other ones that are coming up for him. I think it's the only one that I would give maybe a possibility that he might be able to pull off. But then again, I'm still stuck to the idea that out of the Musketeers, Narita is the guy who needs the better showing, but... So, he, yeah, I think he could. That's the only one that he could beat. After that, he's got Suji. No way in hell. Kiyomiya, I don't think... I don't think Pro Wrestling Noah is going to agree to their former GHC champion being defeated by Hikaleo. Then again, it is Pro Wrestling Noah, so anything can happen. And, and Shota Umino, I, like, there's no way. There's no way he's... Like, there's no way Umino is losing to, to Hikaleo. So, you know, so even if he wins, even if he wins all four, let's just say in this realm of possibility that he wins all four, and brings him up to eight, Sonata would have to lose every other match, which is not happening. And even if they did tie at eight points, let's say Sonata wins just one more match and loses the three others to tie with Hikaleo, he still has uh, he still has a uh, uh, the um, uh, he, Sonata has the tiebreaker, and even there. You'd have to have other guys, you know, just completely out of the portrait, completely out of the picture. You know, Yoshihashi has four, Taichi has four, you know, Will Ospreay has two right now, but you know he's mounting a comeback. I, I think it's safe to soft eliminate Hikaleo from the tournament. B block, I don't see anyone just yet, like I can, that I feel confident in, 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 in saying they're done. Um, C block, not yet either, but hot diggity, I'm close. I'm, I'm, I'm very close. I think once we're done with, uh, with the next night, I think, um, I think there might even be an official uh, elimination, but there's just enough variety happening right now in the ass kicker block. And I'm like, I'm, I'm not ready to, to discount anyone just yet. In the D block, though, there, uh, Toru Yano, he's not going to contend. He's, you know, 
Already lost to Zack Sabre Jr., who is the who is the block leader right now. He'll probably act as a spoiler for 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 Jeff Cobb, uh, who he'll be you know because Jeff Cobb is up there. There's two block leaders, Warren. Jeff Cobb is up there being a block leader as well, so he might act as a spoiler for uh, for 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 Cobb, which is on night uh, night ten. You know, just being, you know, using the shenanigans, getting his 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 two points of the tournament there. But there's no way he's making the playoffs. Like, let's be real here. Let's just be like the points show it right now. He's trailing. He's, you know, three matches behind. He's he's three wins behind the leaders. Dang, you know, and it's Toriano. What are we doing? There's no way he's making it to the playoffs. And Alex Coughlin has already lost to both block leaders right now. So they both have, um, they both have uh, uh, um, uh, 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 the tiebreaker over him. So even if he wanted to, he is one of the clearest, uh, uh, um, he's one of the clearest uh, 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 scenarios right now. His is one of the clearest scenarios as far as the, the playoffs go. Both Zach Sabre Jr. and Jeff Cobb beat Coglin. So even if Coglin was was hoping to qualify for the um to for uh, you know at least uh runner up Cobb and Saber would have to he'd have to tie he'd have to beat them both. So Cobb and, and Zack Saber Jr would have to lose all of their four following matches which you know is I don't think is 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 a reasonable expectation. That's the only way Coughlin can even sniff being at the very least a runner-up. He has to win all four of his next matches, and the other dudes has to lose, have to lose all four. All, all four. He's out. He's done. Like not mathematically speaking, not officially, but this is. I, he is absolutely a soft elimination, and I think he's the safest one. So there you go. <laughs> tomorrow. God. No, is it tomorrow? It's the 23rd. We're heading back to Japan. The Tokyo shows. So we're going to be in Corken Hall on the 25th and the 26th. And then the Oda City uh, Gym on uh, the 27th. So we've got three nights of block action coming up. And uh, all in Tokyo. These should be big shows. The, the, the Corken show. The Corken shows are going to be big. So there's going to be uh probably some upsets, there's going to be some reversals, there's going to be there's going to be some significant things happening, I would expect. These will probably be some of the biggest gates of the company as well. So, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that's going to come out of these um there's going to be a lot of stuff that's going to come out of these shows. Uh so expect some some important things and probably a little more probably a little more pep in the step i think i think that's a reasonable expectation that night uh seven is going to be better than night six i think so so what are we getting on the 25th which is the next time we'll be seeing each other as well in cork and hall we're back to a block and b block action a block is going to have show to umino versus gabe kid that should be that should be fun Quite frankly, Yoda Suji versus Chase Owens, a big, this, this should be, 
Yota Suji's first win in New Japan Pro Wrestling since returning from Excursion. I don't... Bless you, Chase. But, th- you know, this should be it. The aforementioned Ren Narita versus Hikaleo. And the main event is going to be Sonata versus Kaito Kiyomiya. So that should be very interesting. So right here, we mu- this, this will absolutely help. Sh- this is going to be a show that's going to help shape the future for Kiyomiya. Because I think, despite the fact that, you know, that I posited just not that long ago at the idea that Hikaleo might pull an upset here. I, I think, at in Corkin, I think the Musketeers all win their matches. They all score their first wins at the tournament. And I think Kiyomiya is going to be served a defeat. Because I still don't think Sonata is going all that far. So I think this is going to help shape the the final stretch of the tournament. And as for B-Block, well, glad you asked. Will Ospreay versus Great Okan. So we got some United Empire boys going at it. Right now it's the opener. So... You know, it's still Will Ospreay and Great Okada. You know, when the United Empire guys go uh, go after each other, it's always fun. They always put a little more uh, a little more oomph into it, so that'll be good. Will Taichi be able to get a good match out of Kenta? Not unlike Will Ospreay did. Let's find out in a couple of days. Then Tangaloa taking on El Fantasmo. I would assume that this is El Fantasmo's first match. I'm sure you've all seen the uh, very heart-wrenching promo uh, post-match commentary at the uh, at the last show where Phantasmo said that his grandfather had passed away and, you know, couldn't fly in to do it and uh, connected it to what he was living, going through in Japan, not having friends, just going to the gym, listening to music and finding it very lonely, very hard, a very heart-wrenching thing. Let's go full babyface. Why would you have Tongaloa? What is what is the point of having Tongaloa defeat El Fantasma, a guy that the company really does like? There'd be no point. And Kazuchika Okada versus Yoshihashi. There's another one I have circled. Don't. This is going to rule. Yoshihashi will always work hard with Okada. Okada will always work hard with Yoshihashi. They're going to come off looking great here. Uh, lots of. There's the potential for a lot of really fun matches. The paper says this will be a better night <laughs> than than night six. Have I? Am I going to start popping, harping on how bad night six? Was? Look, it wasn't. Here's the thing: is it? It wasn't like awful. Pro wrestling was just dismal. There was like nothing happening. Uh, uh, short matches, nothing matches, too much stick, and the matches that should have hit highs didn't. It's a dismal night. It's mediocre. I'm not into it. Especially coming off, is it, you know, am I still on the night high, night five high? Maybe. Still, no excuse. So I'll be back on the 23rd, on the 25th. Today's the 23rd, 23rd, Warren. I'll be back on the 25th to review uh, night, uh, night seven. So there you go. But anyway, thank you everyone for hanging out, for being here, for enjoying this wonderful recap. And I hope you had a good time. If you did, leave a like, subscribe to the YouTube channel, or uh, you know, leave reviews and ratings on the podcast side of things. So uh, I'll be back 
And in the meantime, I'll see you next time.